0: So, this is a special podcast episode today. This one is a conversation that I had with a friend of mine, Miranda Lee. Now, Miranda is a wife, a mom, and an avid sourdough baker. She is the host of the Bread Therapy Mama podcast, a holistic nutrition podcast for moms. Now, Miranda has her bachelor's in applied health science. She's a certified personal trainer, and she's currently studying to become a master nutrition therapist. She is determined to help other moms learn about nutrition the old-fashioned way. Now, I was honored to be a guest on Miranda's podcast episode here, and I just wanted to share it with you guys. You're listening to the What The Gut podcast, where busy moms can come for a holistic approach to health and vitality. I'm Allison, your host, a holistic health and wellness coach, In this space, we'll dive into the intricacies of achieving holistic wellness while balancing the demands of daily life as a busy mom. What the Gut is your haven for navigating the challenges that come with juggling numerous tasks while aiming for a healthier, more balanced life. Join me as we uncover practical solutions to common health hurdles from managing fatigue to understanding all things gut health. insightful discussions actionable insights and tailored lifestyle strategies my goal here is to empower you to embrace a vibrant nourishing life while saying goodbye to being overwhelmed and exhausted so if you're ready to embark on this transformative journey towards holistic well-being hit that subscribe button get ready to discover the secrets to thriving in motherhood while nurturing your overall wellness a quick reminder Everything discussed here is for educational and empowering purposes only and is not intended for personalized medical advice. Consult your personal healthcare provider for personalized medical advice. Welcome to What the Gut, where we create our own path to holistic health, one episode at a time.
1: Hi, Allison. Welcome to Bread Therapy Mama podcast. Hey, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. What we're going to be talking about today is basically what my entire podcast is about, and it is trying to prioritize your health as a mom, which can be so hard. Like you, you just hear like the, the typical like what I eat for lunch is kind of like what my kid doesn't eat like for their lunch, and that's just not how it's supposed to be. Like we'll get into like the the faith aspect of it of it as well, but. You know, God really does call us to prioritize our own health, whether we're moms or not moms. You know, we have to fill our own cup so we can fill, you know, other people's cup, especially our kids. So, super excited to talk about that. Before we jump into it, can you introduce yourself for the audience? Tell them who you are, what you do, and kind of what brought you to what you're doing today?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm Allison and I'm a holistic health and wellness coach and I focus on gut issues and I love to help other moms that are going through similar struggles that I went through whenever I had gut issues. So that's kind of what led me into what I do now. I think I kind of always had gut issues my entire life and never really knew if that's what it was or that it was not normal and i started going back to school i was in the healthcare field and i've had 3 kids and after my third son it was like with each pregnancy and postpartum all of my gut issues just got worse and i said gut issues but that is such a broad topic but it was like it got to the point to where i couldn't even eat anything without being in pain i was always bloated always exhausted And I saw a lot of this, too, in my family. And so I thought, like, oh, this is just something genetic. Like, you know, my mom's got similar issues, so I'm going to have those, right? And it just got to, like, an all-time low where I felt like I just couldn't do anything without being in pain. And I really started taking care of myself after my third son. Like, I started working out a good bit at home. It was 2020, so... I was at home with him, you know, and I was just going to exercise as much as I could. At home, I had my little gym set up. I really started focusing on my health and what I was eating, which I already thought that I was eating healthy, right? But I just started looking into that a lot more. And through all of that, I found functional medicine because Western medicine basically just led me to a dead end. And that's also what I was trained in. And so I was kind of just hopeless. I was like, I don't know what else to do. So when I found functional medicine, it really sounded too good to be true. And I was ready to have something sustainable and something that would change me and just help me feel better and be there for my family and for my kids. And, you know, I was over that quick fix. I did not care how long it took. I was like, I'm in this for the long run. And so I really focused on functional medicine and finding what was really going on in my body. And I mean, it was a process and it took a lot of work and dedication. But through that, I was able to heal my gut. I was, I mean, it completely transformed me, honestly. It made me just know myself more, be a better mom. Just it mentally transformed me. I mean, I could go on and on. But finding functional medicine, healing my gut is just what saved me. And I want to be able to do that for other moms. And that's what I do now. So, you know, I love what I do. And that's kind of what got me there is because I've been through it too.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably, probably like the biggest difference between like functional holistic medicine and Western medicine is like, Functional medicine takes longer because like every single person is different and like there's so many different factors like whether it's genes or your environment or like the very specific things that like you are eating or maybe there's like mold or poor water quality whatever it is where like when you go to the doctor they're they're just like oh like you're depressed like here like have an antidepressant or you know gut health issues. Yeah, it's very
2: cookie cutter. It's not personalized. And so having something personalized just helped me.
1: Yeah, and it's normally a band-aid. They're not even addressing the issue. So, what are some changes specifically besides, you know, adding in and prioritizing your exercise? What are some what are some specific examples that you did? You know, it's going to be different for everyone, but what are some specific examples? And changes that you made in your let's say nutrition that really made a difference and how did you navigate trying to figure out like what did or didn't work
2: yeah so it's kind of funny because it's so simple at the same time but you know like as moms we're kind of like standing up a lot in the kitchen making our kids food and just eating fast and honestly slowing down And doing one thing at a time and chewing my food a lot more and just slowing down and actually eating, not just like my kids leftovers, but thinking about what I'm eating, like a healthy protein, you know, a healthy fat, those kind of things. And just slowing down that helped me tremendously. And I started looking into it a lot and, you know, digestion starts in the mouth. And so like, whenever we start chewing our food a whole lot slower, we're able to digest our food better. And it makes so much sense, but it's just like, you know, we're in such a hurry these days or we're eating breakfast in the car while we're taking our kids to school, if we even have time to eat breakfast, right? But also carving out that time to meal prep and make sure that I do eat because I think too, it's just so hard for people as moms to find time to cook and meal prep. And, you know, I've struggled with that for a while. I've gotten into a routine now where I do set up like two days a week where I will meal prep and I make sure like I have a vegetable, like I'm eating what I need, the nutrients for my body. But it also allows me to to feed my family healthy too. And they see me doing that. So it's so much more than just taking care of myself. Like it it pours into the rest of the family, right? I think really setting time for myself too and making sure that I had a good morning and evening routine that was that was really important. And at the time too, I was still, you know, doing my other job and like working some. So I really had to be effective with like my time management skills. So I made sure like I woke up before anybody else and made sure my sleep habits were, you know, very aligned with where they needed to be. And I spent time with myself in the mornings. I did a workout in the mornings. And when I say I did a workout, I mean That might be yoga for 30 minutes. You know, it looks different every day and for everybody in different seasons. But I just made sure I moved my body every day in some form. And then at night, like, I just would make sure that I either had a warm bath or washed my face because sometimes we don't even have time to do that, right? Just a good little nighttime skincare routine and even getting off my phone and just sitting in the bed and maybe just reading a book and, you know just unwinding appropriately but really getting myself on that schedule and setting time for myself like that that made such a difference like on top of the nutrition aspects and everything like just the lifestyle changes helped me tremendously
1: yeah I love that because like you didn't do like anything really that crazy and I think that that's what stops us a lot of the time like oh no I'm just I'm I'm still eating something, but, like, I'm taking it in the car to go. And I think one thing a lot of people don't understand is, like, the science behind it. Like, your body is either in rest and digest or it's in fight or flight. Like, you can't be in both at the same time. So if you're, like, running around chasing your kid and, like, eating a protein bar or, like, eating a salad, like, if your body's in fight or flight mode, It's not going to prioritize digesting. And like that's what leads to a lot of, I mean, you know, this, it leads to a lot of gut issues and probably like inflammation or gas because like your body's not absorbing any of the nutrients. So, you know, you can say good on you for eating your vegetables and protein, but if you're not sitting down and actually like eating it and being conscious of it, like there's very little benefit.
2: Yes. I absolutely love that you pointed that out too because. That is something that was so hard for me because I am very type A Enneagram three, like go getter, you know, over cheaper, all about productivity. And so really making myself just sit still and like read a book was so hard for me at times because I'm like, wait, there's other things I need to be doing. But also keeping in mind like, OK, I just need to do one thing at a time. And if I say I'm going to spend 10 minutes reading my book at night, like my body was able to just, you know, stop for a minute and rest or like going on a walk after eating lunch, like that also kind of helps me rest in a sense. that I'm also like not working out hardcore, but really paying attention to like what you said, when it, is your body in this state of fight or flight all the time, because that's doing so much more damage, you know, because your body's under the stress. So that, yeah, just being more aware of what's going on in your body specifically really, really helped me.
1: Yeah. I think, I think like, like you were saying, like adding in like that one thing is what we all need to start. Like, if you know for a fact that you're not going to be able to sit down and eat every single meal like uninterrupted, like that's the goal, of course. But are we going to be able to do it? No. But if you, decide to maybe wake up 20 minutes earlier, 30 minutes earlier, so you can actually sit down and eat a meal uninterrupted. Like, give it a couple weeks and see the changes that it has in your body. Yeah, it's
2: hard, but it's the little things, though. It really is.
1: Yeah, it. it's those little things that add up. Like, even if you're just deciding to just go for a walk, you know, three, four days a week and like, well, I'm not in the gym lifting super heavy every day, like that's no, but like it's not all black and white. Like you went from not prioritizing your workout, your body, or any movement at all and putting in that twenty minute walk a couple of days a week, like that's like setting like you're like, okay, I can do this, and then you can start increasing from there, and if it's something sustainable that you can be consistent about, that's what a lot of people think if something's not like good enough like. Oh, like, you know, I'm not doing anything crazy or hardcore and you're not supposed to start at crazy or hardcore. It's not not where you're supposed to start.
2: I, I really love that you pointed that out, too, just the sustainability of it, because if it's not going to be sustainable for you, you nobody's going to keep it up. Right. Like, it's not going to last. And I think that that's where there's also such a common like issue with today's society is that if if we do struggle with something, gut issues, you know, our health as a mom, as anybody, we go to our Western medicine provider and just want this quick fix. But it's like, if you do get that quick fix, what's going to happen when you're out of that medication or you get off of that medication? Like, is that what you want long-term, you know? And I think, okay, if you choose that and you know the pros and cons, all more power to you. But If you don't and like think about sustainability long term, what do you want your life to look like? Do you want to be healthy and allow your children to see you be healthy and live this active lifestyle? You know, you're passing that down and influencing them, too. And I think just the sustainability of it, of these small lifestyle changes to improve your health are really key.
1: Yeah, I know we we just kind of touched on it a little bit, but let's dive into it a little bit more the importance of prioritizing your health as a mom for your kids. Let's talk about that.
2: Yes. Yes. I think that is just so important, honestly. My kids are from, what, eight, six, and three. So they're all still young. But my eight-year-old definitely has seen me, you know, her whole life. go. She has seen me go through this journey. She remembers whenever I had these terrible stomach issues. And she's seen the changes that I've made and how it's helped me. And I make sure to talk to her about that. Right. And then, like my three year old, as long as he has been alive, he's been right there with me while I'm doing yoga or lifting weights. So I just think that it's important for them to see you like that and establish those lifestyle changes. And something too that I just love is that I, I did talk to my kids about health and about healthy eating and, you know, the unhealthy things too. And so it's like a regular conversation that I think is really important for moms to have with their kids instead of expecting the schools to do it or something. And then them seeing you live out that lifestyle too. I think that that is just so important.
1: That's like the the best way to raise a healthy kid is to be quote unquote healthy yourself. Like you don't have to be perfect, but like your kid's, your kids are watching, whether you're, you know, taking 30 minutes, an hour out of your day to prioritize a workout, or if you're standing in front of the mirror, like, just picking at yourself and talking down to yourself. Like, you think they don't notice because, like, they're young or they don't say anything, but, like, you're teaching your kids how they should treat themselves. Like, you can tell them one thing, but what matters most is what you're doing and how you're living your day-to-day lives.
2: Yes. And I think it's it's kind of funny too because like in the mornings, my oldest, she's gotten to work. She will wake up pretty early. But if I am in the living room in my little gym area and I'm stretching or, you know, doing my quiet time and I see her walk in there, I'm like, you know, this is my time right now. So I need time alone. So she knows now, Okay in the mornings, like that's mom's time. Like I don't bother her. And so she now has it where she'll wake up and go in her area. And she's like, it's my quiet time. You know, I don't want to clean my room right now. I don't want to do anything else. This is my time. And so I think that that's great too, that she's establishing that, you know, to have whatever kind of time she wants by herself. And I I just, I think that's great. It makes me happy, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Cause they, they're really watching and like, They want to be like mom. They want to be like dad. They want to be like the person who's raising them. Right. So you know, like we're not prioritizing our our health, whether it is like working out or eating healthy, but like even like you like having that quiet time, or maybe you take time out of your day to like sit down and read. Like, how can you expect your kid not to be like technology obsessed or like an iPad kid or? Whatever if like I mean if you're the one sitting watching T V or scrolling through your phone. Right. That's what they're gonna see as yep.
2: normal. Setting the example. Yep.
1: Yeah. So you said to your kids, you said eight, six, and three. Is that what you said? Yes. Oh man, are they girls, boys? So I've got two girls and then the little one's a boy. Oh, that's awesome. I have a I have a boy right now, but I'm I'm pregnant with a girl, so it'll be so and they'll be like one month away from being two years apart so I already know like like now having like one kid it's things are going to change with two and like you really got to focus on you know yes creating those routines like you said yeah it just it gives you more of a reason to too I think
2: being a mom and having kids you know if you don't have kids or If you are pregnant and, you know, have one on the way, like now's the time to get your life together, essentially, because, you know, you're going to have these little ones looking at you and watching you and just depending on you, you know, I think that just prioritizing yourself, I think as a mom, some people I think would think it's selfish or, you know, they think, oh, I just don't have time. I'm going to put my kids first. But like, if you cannot love yourself and put yourself you know, first, in a sense, to where you take care of yourself, I mean, you have to think about, like you said, your kids are watching you, they are going to see that, and then they're gonna grow up and maybe always pour into other people but not care for themselves, and so, yeah, it really is just about setting a good example,
1: yeah, it is gonna be hard, and like like we were saying earlier, like it's not gonna be perfect, but like it's okay to let your kids like see you go through the ups and downs and like Talk about the struggles, too, like I want my kid like my son's only one and a half, so you know i I try to verbalize things as much as I can now. All people will be like, "You know he doesn't understand you, and I'm like, honestly, this is like practice for myself, so that when he does understand me, like I've already practiced verbalizing like, "Oh, hey, I'm wrong, or you know, hey, this is how mommy's feeling today because I want my kid to be able to talk about their feelings as well or you know, when it comes to like his food or my food, like, you know, this is this is really good for your body. Like there's protein in it and protein builds muscles or, you know, whatever it may be. You know, a lot of it like don't think that just because your your kid's young or maybe like you don't even have kids and you're like pregnant or whatever it may be. Like start practicing because you can't yeah. just expect like, oh, your kid's five years old and now they're asking you questions and you're just like, oh shoot. You know, like start practicing. Right. And I think, too, like,
2: because I struggle with anxiety and so so much of the time, like, I have to tell my kids, especially if they're all three talking to me, I have to tell them, like, hold on, like, I'm really overwhelmed right now. And I just I had to teach myself, like, okay, I need to tell them how I'm feeling instead of just like starting to blow up. Right. Mm -hmm. Though I just have to tell them, like, I'm only one person. Everybody has to be quiet. I'm so overwhelmed right now. And so like they've gotten to where whenever they kind of see like my body language, like whenever I start getting like that, the oldest is like, mom, are you overwhelmed? And I'm like, yes, I am very overwhelmed right now. But I think just the communication and the fact that i set that example for them, you know, that's just another example. But yeah, I think that's so important.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love that. It's it's going to take a lot of trial and error. And like you said, like your your kids are obviously listening if they're repeating like what Like what you said, like I just saw I just saw like a a Instagram story from someone who I follow who has like a I think she's three and she spilled her her bowl of snacks and she goes, it's okay, spills happen. It's like, you know, the mom had to have said that to her many times whenever she's, you know, she's spilled. So whether it's even like behavioral things, mental health things or like the foods that you're eating. And, you know, you're talking about it and prioritizing it like you don't know your kids are listening and watching and hearing it until like they basically do what you just did. So like that just goes back to prioritizing your health. Like I I, I hope my kid never looks in the mirror and like I always bring it back to this. I just hope my, you know, my daughter never looks in the mirror and starts picking herself apart for how she looks because. That's not an indicator of her worth or even her health at all. And, you know, the best way to do that is to lead by example. I can't tell my daughter or my son, oh, you are beautiful or perfect the way you are, but then not tell myself that, you know, whether it's that or, you know, I can cook my kids all the healthy meals in the world. But then if I'm not prioritizing my health with the meals I'm eating, you know, it's going to do something when when they're when they're older right
2: i think it's about just respect to showing yourself self respect taking care of yourself teaches them to do the same thing and respect other people
1: yeah i think one of the the biggest steps like i noticed that you took that kind of goes back to even like your fitness and nutrition journey is kind of carving out that time so would you say like that's a first step maybe mom should should prioritize or what are some other steps that they should take to really prioritize their health, yeah,
2: I think you know setting these realistic expectations of yourself are really important because I think you said something too like it's not black and white, and it's not the same for everybody, like everybody's journey looks so different, and you really you cannot compare yourself to somebody else, but you know if you are a mom who has you know, three or four kids and you're working full-time, your life and your schedule is going to look a whole lot different than somebody who, you know, has one kid and is pregnant and maybe works from home. So you have to think about what's realistic for you. But I think that setting that time for yourself and just being intentional about it, maybe it's not at the same time every day, but maybe it is for just 30 minutes a day. Some days maybe you get more than that. That's great. But I think just making sure that like no matter what, that you spend that time for yourself, and you know you do something for you that is not the laundry or cleaning the house, and you know put it on your calendar if you have to. that's what I did for a really long time um and I think too, you know not doing it by yourself, I think if you don't know where to start or just kind of feel overwhelmed by everything and you're like, I just I don't feel good. Like I need to lose weight. I just need to find time for myself, but I don't know where to start. I think finding somebody else that's maybe gone through it or is going through it and having somebody to hold you accountable is so important to you because it just kind of gives you motivation as well. But I think just really spending that time with yourself is is a really great first step.
1: Yeah, like what you said about having someone like to hold you accountable. Yeah. Um, I mean and it can even be like a mom friend or it can be like a significant other or whatever it may be. I know my husband and I made this little like this little change that that is going to sound really ridiculous and and silly, but my husband's reason why I started doing this. My husband would always watch like YouTube videos in the shower and like I always thought like I was like why would you do that? And then I started doing it and like I'm I'm a big believer that like your great ideas come from like being bored and like a great place to be bored is like in the shower. Like you're just in there, like in your own thoughts, like thinking. And like I took that away from myself by bringing my phone in the shower. Like I couldn't believe that I did it. But I was like, wow, this is fun. I can just, you know, watch my YouTube videos while I'm washing my hair. And so like my husband and I like we were like, you know what, we're both going to stop this and we're not going to do it. And like, we haven't done it. Okay. I haven't done it for months. There was like one or two times where he started, like I could hear the phone in the shower and I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, nothing, you know, turn it off. And like, honestly, the only reason why I don't do it is because I, I want to be better than him.
2: But you made that promise to yourself too, right? And like, it doesn't matter how silly you think it is or not if it makes a difference to you and it makes you feel better about yourself and leads to other positive things like that's awesome
1: yeah Yeah. it's like verbalizing it whether it's with like another person or even like if it's for yourself like writing it down like we tell ourselves so many things that like we're gonna do and it's like sometimes you just need like you need to write it down you need to tell another person whether you're gonna do it with them or maybe you're just gonna check in with them like every day like with my mom, like, we'll, like, we'll text each other, like, just got my workout done. And, you know, it's like, you don't want to not text her saying like, oh, you know, I I didn't do my workouts. Like, you know, it just gives you that little extra motivation. Like, we don't have to do it by ourselves. And especially being moms, we feel like we have to do everything by ourselves, like to prove ourselves to be super mom. Or like, there's like this weird thing where like, it's kind of like people like brag about, like not prioritizing their their selves or their self-care, like, oh, I haven't eaten all day or I've just had a coffee. And it's like, no, like that's not the things we should be bragging about. Like we should be bragging about the fact that, you know, we got in, you know, three meals today. Like we got in, you know, our workout. Like these are the things we should be bragging about. Yes, for sure.
2: And I'm such a firm believer in that like it takes a village. And I've had to just you kind of have to let so much of your expectations go to on like what you expected motherhood to be like because there are going to be so many times where your kids aren't going to listen to you and things are not going to go the way you wanted it to but at the same time you know some things are just kind of survival mode I think that whenever it gets to that point where it's survival mode it's like accept the help from people ask for help from people and you know, make sure your kids are taken care of and that you are still taking care of yourself. Because I know when it gets in that like survival mode, especially now, like around the holidays where there's three different Christmas parties for three different classes and all these signups and stuff like that. It's like, okay, you know, it, it's about setting boundaries too. Like what can you not do even with yourself, but just making sure you still take time for yourself, you know, is so important.
1: And saying no is okay. I think they can't do that. Right. I know. And I think that that is hard for
2: some people. Very hard for some people. But that's something that I don't know. I don't know if it was necessarily hard for me. But I definitely had to get used to it. Right. So. But that was big too. yeah.
1: Yeah. Actually, I think we set like these crazy expectations for ourselves. And like, I know with me, like I want other people to view me like a certain way as a mom especially because like I, I do share a lot of like a lot of things on social media I remember this I've talked I had a I have a whole podcast episode about this but there's like one reel that I posted about how I don't say no to my son and people didn't read the caption because it's not that I don't tell him no I just don't use the word no like I'll say like hey that isn't safe or you know like and. And then I got all these hate comments about how I'm going to raise a horrible kid who is just selfish and who will be like a destruction at daycare and like, oh, you must like plan on homeschooling, which, by the way, I do plan on it. But my kid right now, I do send him to daycare a couple of days a week and the daycare lady loves him. But uh, yeah, and like that was so hard. I had to deactivate the comments because it was just like w- messing with my mental health. But I'm like, Right. So I do not tell my kid no, as I don't say the word no, I, I right. tell him not to do something in a different sentence. And but yeah, like just going back to what we were saying, it's just, you know, even like with the like it takes a village and stuff like we think that we have to be the most like super mom who does everything by herself. And, you know, I it took a lot for me like to send my son to daycare a couple of days a week my husband's in the navy so we live on the other side of the country of all of our family friends so yeah. i'm basically alone my husband's gone all the time yeah. and i was just like i'm i don't know i i don't i go back and forth between saying i'm a stay-at-home mom but i'm also a work-from-home mom because i do like run my own business and like podcasts right. and, and etsy shop but i feel like i should be able to do it like with my my son here and let's just be honest i I can't all the time. Like, I need a couple days
2: to and be that's able like, to leave hey,
1: that. Okay. yeah. Yeah. And I've had to tell myself that's OK. And it didn't even matter that other people were telling me it's OK. Like, I had to give myself that permission. And I think, like, that's one of the hardest things is giving yourself that permission for, you know, whatever it may look like for you. Because I'm sure many moms will feel super guilty to take, like, an hour out of their day to prioritize their health, whether it's going to the gym or reading a book or whatever it may be. And I, as moms, we need to give ourselves that permission.
2: For sure. Yeah, I couldn't agree more.
1: So let's let's jump into the like the face aspect of prioritizing your health. Like what's the link between the two? I love this topic.
2: Yeah, I mean, I am a Christian and a firm believer in Christ. And I mean, I just I think that they're so connected. And for me, going through my gut health journey really did bring me closer and it made my relationship with God so much healthier. So I think that, I think that it has everything to do with it. I think that, you know, healing, healthier health, mind, body, everything is just with it being a holistic approach. I mean, I think that you can't do that without incorporating your faith into it. So much of the time when I would do my like workouts in the morning, whether it was like lifting weights or just going on a walk, you know, I always would listen to Christian music or just sit there in prayer and my quiet time or my time with God like looked different, but it was also my time with myself too, but it just also made it so much more like it made it consistent. Like, I don't know, it it played such a big role in it for me. Because it taught me too, like, OK, how did God really make my body and how am I really supposed to heal and treat myself like what does he ultimately want me to do here? And, you know, it wasn't just take a pill the rest of your life. You know, it was like treat your body with respect like he made me just the way that I am and he wants me to take care of myself, you know, this way. So to me, it was just all interconnected.
1: Yeah, it definitely is because like God lent us this body and like we need to take care of it. And right. also, how are we supposed to, let's say, like spread the word of God and be good stewards if like we aren't in, I don't want to say tip top shape, but like there, you are, there are going to be limitations if you don't for yourself, if like you don't prioritize your health, whether it's like with your faith or even like, with your kids, like a a big motivation for, you know, eating healthy and getting in the gym should be so you can see your grandkids or so you can run around um, the playground with your kids, like without getting winded, you know, so you can like do these things with them. For sure. Um, I think for
2: me too, after, like, after I had my son, I had complications and long story short, I just, remember lying there in the hospital bed and I wasn't able to move for all kinds of reasons at the time. And just after I got home and got past that and really started focusing on me, I mean, I was just so thankful that I had legs that work, you know, that I was able to move my body because you just don't, I think so many people just don't realize how lucky they are to be alive and to be healthy and you know, yes, you're a mom and you've got these kids, but like God is allowing you to provide for them and he's put you in this position and it's just the simplest things like being able to move your body, I mean, and have fresh air in your lungs, like just to be appreciative of that and to exercise your heart and to, to move. I mean, that in itself to me is like a form of worship. So it's just all connected. It's all connected.
1: Yeah, I mean, God didn't put us on this on our on this earth for our our identity to be a mom or be whatever like he doesn't want our identity to be in these other things, you know, right. like our identity is in him. Yes. And like yes being a mom is like part of who we are, but like it's not it's not our identity. Like yeah. our identity is in God. And I think when we you know, turn to God and really surrender Our life over to Him, you know, makes a big difference. And if we're spending our lives like taking our kid from one activity to another and eating on the road and, you know, not taking that time to talk to Him and connect with Him, like it doesn't matter how great of a mother we're trying to be, like we aren't slowing down to connect with God and be good stewards of, you know, the life and the body and the kids that. That he loaned to us. Right. Exactly. And I always like to just think that it's like,
2: even if we're in survival mode, like with whatever we're doing, like, are we glorifying him? Am I glorifying him? And I mean, of course, sometimes it's hard and sometimes I don't think that. I mean, we all make mistakes, right? And fall short. But I think trying to keep your eye on that and just remembering that day to day is just so important. Mm
1: hmm. Is there anything you like any words of encouragement you want to give to moms who are struggling, whether it's with whether it's with their health or just being a new mom or finding that balance or prioritizing themselves? I think really just to know that you're not alone because.
2: I think even if you don't know anybody close to you that's going through what you are going through, that, I mean, there are other people out there, whether, you know, that's postpartum just struggles or health struggles. I think that so many times, like we do, just run maybe to the doctor or briefly talk to our OB about it at our postpartum follow-up, but, you know, get connected with people, um, you know, you need support. You need other people there to help you. You need other people that have gone through what you've gone through. I think that that's just so important to really make sure that you do take care of yourself and get connected with people
1: and find other people that have gone through what you've gone through. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's like one of the things like we hear a lot as moms, like you're not alone. It's like, okay, if we're hearing it this much, like it's true. And we need to do something about it. I know like that's one of my biggest things is I'm over here like alone, but like I need to like take those steps to find like these mom friends and have these like-minded people because you have to put
2: yourself out there though. And I know it is hard. You have to recognize though that like you can't do it by yourself. And I think that you right. just being able to say like, hey, like I'm struggling with this or you know, I don't know what I'm struggling with, but I need a friend and just putting yourself out there and finding people. Yeah.
1: Love it. So, how can our audience reach out to you and connect with you and find you on social media?
2: Yeah. So, I'm on Instagram and it's at Allison underscore and underscore wellness. And that's where I'm the most active. So, feel free to reach out to me there. I also have a website that's Allison and wellness.com that does tell you a little bit more about me, what I do. But I would love to just talk with anybody, you know, connect with anybody and
1: help anybody out. It's through health issues, just wanting to talk about mom life, whatever. Awesome. Thank you so much, Allison, for coming on. It was so great chatting with you. Yeah, this is awesome. This is great.
0: If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about what Miranda does and listen to her podcast, you can subscribe to the Bread Therapy Mama podcast and find her on Instagram at This is Miranda Lee. Thank you for being a part of my journey on What the Gut podcast. For a deeper dive into today's topics, head over to Allison and slash What the Gut or find the detailed show notes linked below. Hey, and don't miss out on future episodes. Hit that subscribe button. And if you love this one, please leave me a review. Let's keep the conversation going over on Instagram. Connect with me and stay updated and engaged with my awesome community. Plus share these valuable insights with your tribe. They deserve to feel as amazing as you do. You can find me at allison underscore and underscore wellness on Instagram. Your support means the world to me. I'm looking forward to our next awesome chat, but until then stay curious, don't drink too much coffee, keep the vibrant energy flowing and take care of your gut. Catch you real soon. Oh, and Hey, if you're ready to dive deeper into personalized wellness, check out my one-on-one health coaching program at allisonandwellness.com. Let's make your journey to holistic health, truly
1: transformative.